The Spanish Announce Table. 401 episodes deep is the Spanish Announce Table into your life. And uh, we're here once again for another week of fun pro wrestling discussion with you, our wrestling friend, parentheses, S. I don't know how many of you out there are listening right now. So could be plural, could be singular. I don't know. But I've got Tom here. I'm Tim. We're elated off of a fresh, hot AEW Dynamite, having just ended uh, briefly, but a few minutes ago. And Tom, uh, how's life outside of wrestling Tim, until we get into Life wrestling? is so much fun right now. Did you not see this uh, very fun, entertaining episode of AEW Dynamite Grand Slam that we're going to talk about? We've got the return of our pale princess. For people who have listened to this show long enough, you know we have a pale princess. She used to go by the name of Paige. Now she's going by the name Soraya, and she made her glorious debut in AW at the Arthur Ashe Stadium in front of thousands of fans, millions of people around the world. And I'm so excited. This is the first time I can really think that I got genuinely pumped up to see a female pro wrestling debut. That's not to say that in the past, other debuts have not been entertaining. I'm saying that the star power that Soraya brings to a promotion, which she can cut a great promo and she can have a really good match too. Remember the revolution was started with her and Emma, at least in my opinion in WWE. Uh, and now here she is in AW, and it is going to be fun. Tim. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. we got to talk about some title matches. They were all title matches. Tonight. Title matches, title matches, title matches, title matches. It was grand slam of title matches. Let's talk about the first match of the night. It kicked off with challenger Chris Jericho taking on champion Claudio Castanoli. Your winner at the end of this bout is new ring of honor champion Chris Jericho. Tim, what'd you think of the match? And what do you think of this fallout? bizarre I, I i didn't think they were gonna go there not shocking when i saw it happen i guess you're like yeah okay i mean jericho right not, right not shocked that jericho would do this but kind of shocked that they did it now um so i i just thought there would be even if jericho won it would be some sort of thing that happened where the title doesn't change hands or something you know um mm-hmm. i i really i, I really don't hate it, but that's because ROH doesn't exist right now. It's a division in AEW, so well, why not? Well, Tim, peeking behind the curtain, being a little bit of a dirt sheet connoisseur, guessing here. I don't read any of that stuff. It does show up on my Twitter timeline because people who I do follow like that stuff. So I see some things here and there, but I'm just theorizing this. Do you think maybe AEW has a TV deal? For Ring of Honor and the star power they asked for is Chris Jericho. Maybe Maybe. that is the reason, right? Hey, who was the champion of AEW when it started on TNT? Chris Chris Jericho. Jericho. And if you're going to start a promotion with Ring of Honor and say, hey, check out, you know, Willer Yuta and Daniel Garcia and the Ass Boys and all these people, you're going to be like, well, who do I know? Well, you know our champion. His name is Chris Jericho. Then you also have other champions like Samoa Joe in the fold as well. I would not be shocked if we see in a month or two new TV deal on, I don't know any of the other properties that Discovery Warner owns. Let's just hypothetically say it's Discovery. They own the Spanish Discovery. Table, don't they? 
I mean, hey, we're we're we always listen. We're always we'll open talk, for business. Yeah. yeah, call our lawyers. But let's just say in two months' time, Ring of Honor has a deal on Discovery Channel. I would not be shocked, right? And yeah, I so wouldn't be shocked either. Why maybe, not? Yeah, right. And so maybe that's the reason internally. And again, peeking behind the curtain. Now, look, they had a commentator on site. You know, ROH match has an yeah. ROH commentator, right? So I know. that would mean this person's on easily, payroll. We we talked about it before. Is in the past, you could easily just substitute AEW Elevation for Ring of Honor Television. Bring in those commentators, have those matches, have that show, and then go right into AW Dynamite or a live taping of AW Rampage, whatever it is. But that's again peeking behind the curtain, theorizing, just making the decision. I would think maybe that's what the business decision is: is have a bigger star than Claudio, which is Chris Jericho, as your champion for your brand new TV show. Now, let's jump back into the world of kayfabe here, Chris Jericho a bit of a BCC killer. So I know he did lose to Brian Danielson, but if you go back to the pay-per-view, he beat Brian Danielson. Now at the next biggest show that they've done grand slam, he beats Claudio Castanoli. They obviously the JS has a win over the BCC and Eddie Kingston and Ortiz in their stadium. It's not stadium stampede, but whatever that match was called the, the falls count anywhere street fight. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not good with, memory yeah, I don't but, you know they won that and so maybe we get a little storyline here of chris jericho has the number of all the bcc guys and you know spoiler alert there's now a new heavyweight champion of aew who is a bcc guy and so maybe he goes after that well, title as well helps with this idea of of Daniel Garcia not being down because mm-hmm. if he's starting to be like, Hey, look, you're not, you're not doing things the right way. Like you're not the real, what ROH is supposed to mean. He's like, yeah, but I win. Right. Like every time I face a member mm-hmm. of your little Mickey mouse club there. And check this out. I didn't even think about this. If you're treating ring of honor as its own promotion, not just another division, which if we're being honest, that's really what it is right now, but treat it as its own promotion. Look how the balance of power has shifted. Three weeks ago, four weeks ago, we had heavyweight champion Claudio Castanoli, pure champion Willer Yuta. Fast forward to tonight after Grand Slam. Now your heavyweight champion is JAS Chris Jericho and JAS member Daniel Garcia. Isn't that interesting? Well, shift of power between the two factions. JAS now running full steam ahead with the ring of honor promotion in their back pocket. So that's interesting. And again, I think you can tell some really fun stories. As you mentioned, post-match after Chris Jericho cheated to win a little bit of a clunky finish, but we'll, we'll talk about that maybe at a different time, but Chris Jericho celebrates the, the victory. He holds the title and Daniel Garcia is just kind of apathetic and different about the win. Gives him a high five because he's part of the group. But I guess my question to you, Tim, post-match and more about the Daniel Garcia character is we're introduced to Daniel Garcia, part of 2.0. It it was their son, you know, all the stuff. He cheated all the time. His mentor or his, his favorite wrestler of the world is a heel, Brian Danielson. So why now this crisis of conscience that like, 
oh chris you're cheating it's like yeah fuck yeah i'm cheating like that's what i do i would get it if daniel garcia is like hey man stop cheating against my favorite wrestler brian danielson but this is against claudio like who cares if you're if you're the heel that we're saying he is yeah oh i agree that is how we were introduced to him he was the stone cold slit your throat i'm getting over you know or do anything or, to or win going on you know or, or you're gonna yeah. put me under right it doesn't matter um and so yes this is confusing to why all of a sudden he's mr integrity right like right. why all of a sudden right and i and get especially, it oh, especially i think the the one thing that sets it all straight is if you go if you go all of that is for the sports entertainment for you know i mean the aews this is roh this is where it is you know what i mean this is where it matters this is where you have integrity or you're out you know what i mean like you, you mm-hmm. if you start branding roh as that is i yeah. think how you save any of that yeah now maybe that is the angle that they take but he hasn't actually voiced mm-hmm. his right. reason no of yeah that's pleasure. my suggestion to them They're right i would hire tim yeah maybe hire tom okay. Over there, that was a good one for you. I like that one, uh, because that would make more logical sense. Because, yeah, just because they're cheating, I just feel like he's been a part of the cheating, he's done the cheating, yeah. So, why now? Yeah, he wore goofy outfits and cheated with them. And, and hey, listen, anybody right now, I see some people uh, joining our streams live and whatnot, uh, join in the chat, let us know what you think. Uh, why all of a sudden Daniel Garcia is is going Cena. Well, and the other reason, like I mentioned, is the person that's making him feel differently about the JS is also a heel. It's not as if it's, you know, back in the day, Cody Rhodes, who's all American and he's here to fight the right way. Like if Daniel Garcia is saying that's the guy I like. Cody Rhodes, that guy ended racism. I mean, obviously. I mean, haven't you been in the streets? Yeah. Haven't you read the news? Yeah. He ended it. Great. Great job, Cody. Speech. Can't wait for you to come back and to be the same Speech. boring ass character you've been for yeah. the last two years. But you get he has great a matches. new neck tattoo this time when he comes back. Ooh, that'd be cool. Whole throat gets the whole throat done. I will say though, credit to him. His matches are very captivating. He does give a great big fight feel. But that's Cody Rhodes. We're talking about AEW Grand Slam. Let's move on. Before we move on, I was opening a beer, which reminds me, you could have sponsored uh, this beer. Uh, for us right now uh, you could have gone to our cash app spanish announce table give us some money or you could have uh, gone to the paypal link on spanish table.net give us some money to buy some beer and we would have plugged your thing or told everybody how great you are but you didn't do that did you so i had to do it my damn self so <clears throat> don't be embarrassed next week and hit up our cash app and give us some beer money and we'll talk about how great you are anyway tom we can move on sorry Just all right get so that let's off get the into chest. the second match of the night and this what's a beer tom what's a free beer this one was interesting (laughs) so it's the rematch from all out champions swerve in our glory taking on Mm. the acclaimed the crowd was all into the acclaimed oh they got the chance going that you heard it all out you got the heavily booed swerve strickland keithley mixed reactions right there were still some people like Oh, Baskin, but they kind of faded off. They you didn't get the traditional Baskin is glory chance that you used to get. But Swerve Strickland, I don't think any one person in that crowd cheered for him. The finish comes 
with daddy ass, which I sent you the, the image of this from AW. He's not Billy Gunn anymore. He's he daddy is ass. in in the graphic. He is daddy ass, which run with that. I think that's oh, yeah. I think that's oh, yeah. awesome. Billy Gunn, we can bring listen, back for serious stuff. Daddy ass from now on. Listen, he was he was the ass man. He became Mr. Ass. Then he grew up, became a family man. He was he was husband ass. Mm-hmm. And then they had kids, so he's daddy ass. Why love it? Why wouldn't he be daddy ass? Why wouldn't he be? But I just like that it's straight, not Billy no, Gun. Billy Daddy, daddy ass. ass Gun. No, it's, it's no. Daddy Ass. Love daddy, it. It's not Daddy Ass Billy Gun either. They're just calling him Daddy Ass. Exactly. So the finish, though, little bit weird. I thought. Yeah. Billy Gun or Daddy Ass gives the famouser to Swerve Strickland, throws him in the ring. The acclaim then hit their, you know, two part finisher with the inverted ddt and then the big elbow which is great they win new tag team champions so first i want to ask you what did you think of that finish and second i want to ask you after this match keith lee was had a lot of very longing looks towards the new champions swerve strickland more just went out right he he licked his wounds but he left keith lee lingered and was more observing what was happening there. So what do you think about those two things? What do you think of the finish? And what do you think about Keith Lee's reaction post-loss? I felt they kind of killed the finish with the false finish of Max Caster coming off the top rope and fucking up his knee. And then then it was in doubt, right? And then, you know, which is fine when you think, oh, okay, they swerved us there. Uh, oh, no, I thought for a brief second, oh, no, they're not going to give the acclaimed the titles here right mm-hmm. it's almost a run mm-hmm. it back and and then maybe we are getting the acclaimed breakup based on that but so i think i was just a little uh, I, I, the crowd pop was ready at that moment right and mm-hmm. then so then we got the whole melee that you talked about with daddy ass and, and yeah i just i, I would have preferred that moment right before but is what it is they win crowds going crazy it's their hometown ish and mm. and everything's fun they're doing the scissoring they're they're fucking around with the guy in the crowd we got going on over here mm-hmm. i don't know what that guy was on but i want some of it and yeah. you know i loved all that the keith lee thing is interesting right i think we are gonna get the keith lee swerve scott or whatever they're sort of strickland mm-hmm. uh, to to start the mega powers explode okay hope we're getting that now well, and, and another match with Swerve and Our Glory where they mess up and one of them hits the other one. We had that happen at All Out where both of them hit the other one on accident. And in this match, Swerve Strickland hits Keith Lee again. If they would have won, I would have almost brought up the point that this isn't the best tag team because they can't even not yeah. hit each other. Yeah, well, and so... I would like that to play into how they coexist moving forward right where they both are kind of like this isn't good we don't work well together why are we doing this but then Mm -hmm. people are like we're booking you for a title shot tonight and they're like all right well i mean fuck you know i like that fine (laughs) the reluctant tag team right they're just we're gonna take this opportunity i like the bar was at first where they were like forced but just kind of like they're like yeah i mean i don't hate the guy but like we don't work well together like he's better in singles and i'm better in singles and like yeah 
Yeah, and even name out other titles. I would rather go for the All Atlantic. Well, I would rather go yeah. for the TNT. Or and just even just like, like, I think I'd be a better tag team partner with this guy. Our styles are better, but he's busy. <laughs> like, and have the other yeah. guy be like, I mean, yeah, fuck you too. And be like, yeah, well, fuck right. you. But then they win. And, and then, then they, they keep win. winning. Yeah, and right. then they become and then they the party and everything's fine. And they're like, yeah. all right, let's go have some beers. But like, all right, fine, fuck it. So do you think... It's almost how we do this podcast, and it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. all right, fine, let's fucking right, whatever. Yeah. I guess it's Wednesday, yeah. fucking yeah, the show. Yeah, come on. So now here's the question: Swerve and our glory wins, but because the acclaimed have the most victories in AEW history as a tag team, they get the immediate rematch. Swerve and our glory loses. Do they say, "Hey, we gave you a rematch after a loss, so we want our rematch"? Do we run it back? Run it back? Or are we just going on to something well, new? So it looks like they hinted at FTR angry about their. Well, they did mention how, hey, we're the number one contenders. We've been number one contenders since black and white television. Uh, we want a chance at those titles. But then post match, we go backstage and the ass boys, not daddy ass, but the ass boys, the gun club, as they like to be called said that they're basically a younger FTR and then they did the top guys out. So it looks to be maybe next week FTR versus the gun club, AKA the ass boys. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's a good spot for then them to win and to be like, even in the ring and cut a fucking Dax promo where he's like, I fucking came up from the from the streets of North Carolina, and I love my kids, and I and I raise them right, and we work hard, and everybody loves our tag team. I, I love these promos, by the way. I'm not trying to shit on them. Yeah, <laughs> like no, I know you. Yeah, a little yeah. formulaic. Um, now we get passionate, that, though. you know, and they're like, say what? They're very passionate. They are though. very passionate. Yeah, and and they're believable. I mean, I believe he really believes everything he's saying mm-hmm. so he's going to be doing that the acclaimed are going to come out they're going to rip on him they're going to have some good lines and they're going to be like look you want it you know don't sing it bring it whatever and mm-hmm. then we're going to set up for you know down the road and then you can even get sort of our glory to come out and be like yo what the hell we don't get a tag title shot and then even the other one like one of them can say that and the other one come out and be like i don't know that i really want it and they'll be like what do you mean you don't want it like we can get a title shot be like, uh, I mean, yeah, I wasn't having much fun. I, I mean, maybe that would be an interesting story. Here's my question to you, though. It seems like FTR versus Ass Boys is going to be a match. Do you think that becomes a program? Do you think potentially, yeah. as mentioned, Ring of Honor? I don't know if you're going to do FTR in because I, I believe, I believe. And we never know because you don't know how to forecast reactions and stories and injuries and things like that. But I feel as if after the acclaim run through their storyline as tag team champions, they're losing to FTR. I think the next champions after the acclaimed, they're they're going to be FTR. So then if you go back to what I theorized with ROH has a TV deal, are you going to put FTR as Ring of Honor champions and then FTR as your AEW champions or is this the point where you can pivot now the firm has a tag team gold even though it looks silver and the ass boys are your Ring of Honor champions and then FTR gets pissed and like all right we're tired of all these secondary titles we're going after the number one and now we're going after the acclaimed 
You think that happens? Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that happening. I don't know that I, I look at the ass boys right now and think, let's give them some titles. But, I mean, that's good. In the Ring of Honor. Yes. In yeah. Ring of Honor. I think the firm. the firm works great in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I think the firm works great in Ring of Honor. And so why not? I mean, I don't know who else. I don't know who the tag teams are that would have a shot. I mean, outside of the big names, of course. Yeah. But I think, for me, the Ass Boys, they're not called the Ass Boys. They're called the Gun Club. No, but I think we ass even boys. need to change that name. And you can't do Ass Boys, obviously, because of the whole scissor me daddy ass thing with the mm-hmm. claim. but uh the gun club thing why would they still like maybe they're like fuck him right like <laughs> like we don't even need his name at all yeah. let's do something else yeah maybe speaking of the firm though moving on after commercial break tony shivani's out there talking to willa yuda and this one actually confused me from the jump i was like why in the world in front of twenty thousand people in one of your biggest shows are we doing a Yuda promo in front of the crowd. And it started off somewhat interesting. Hey, Yuda, these two guys are your teammates, mentors. Who you got? And before he could even answer that question, here's the payoff. Then we get MJF. And MJF comes out, calls them the Blackpool Cut Club or Cuckold Club. Yeah. Uh, all the stuff. I will say, Yuda. Did not seem intimidated by this yeah. promo, but he didn't win it. That's for his, sure. His line was, there's not a man in here who wouldn't let me sleep with his wife. And I would, except I've got standards. <laughs> like, it's yeah. So good. And then, I, then oh, it's so good. I mean, he just, ah, oh, he's, just he's so very mean. good. He's so mean. He's very mean. He's probably the meanest pro wrestler he's since so Piper. You yeah, know what so I mean? mean? As far as cutting to the core. Oh yeah. I will say though, Yuda. Again, the crowd reaction wasn't anything, unfortunately, for him. But it didn't seem as if he was like, oh, God, I'm I'm now in a, in a promo battle with MJF. He kind of just said, hey, you're low-hanging fruit. Speaking of low, like he could have done that, too. Like speaking of low-hanging fruit, you're Beyonce's uh, tits. You just recently got engaged. Like could have easily said something like that. But he tried to do the you're a scumbag. And that's. That's always 1980s piece of trash stuff. You got to get that out of here. No one has ever cared that someone said, you're a low down, spineless piece of garbage. Neat. What are you going to call me a meanie next? Like that does nothing. But MJF uh, gets smacked by Yuda because... Again, MJF cut to the core and said something about William Regal popping pills. And so that <laughs> pissed off Yuda. Yeah, so good. And before they can even get into a, a fist fight, you got Morrissey coming out and he's choking the life out of Yuda. Again, a firm member, the firm member coming out, helping MJF. So it looks like still there may be some type of connection, even though Stokely Hathaway said, we're done. We're moving on. Doesn't seem that way. Uh, and then. MJF and uh, Morrissey walk off. That's the end of the segment. What do you think about Morrissey helping? What do you think about the firm still adjacent to MJF? Do you think that plays into this, uh, you know, uh, AEW chip that he has for a world championship? Do you think they play a role in that? Or what are we doing here? Yeah, I I feel like we've had to do a lot of stalling because of the whole CM Punk thing and not Mm -hmm. to keep bringing up 
mm-hmm. the asshole in the room, elephant, excuse me, the elephant in the room. Um, I just, it, I'm not looking forward to MJF versus Wheeler Utah program. If that's what we're doing here. No, I'm no, sure no, there no, may no. be a decent match, but it feels beneath MJF at this point. And I so, think that's, yeah, I think yeah. that's set up for Morrissey. I think that's a Morrissey Utah match. That I think that's great. where we're going to get Morrissey That'd to give great. the big, but do we get MJF? Somebody? Blackpool Combat Club because we have Moxley, so maybe it's just a setup for this like firm Blackpool Combat Club fighting alongside on the edges. As much as I love gang warfare, because I've been an advocate that if I get into a fist fight and friends are around, they're not just going to stand around, they're going to help. I feel like all real friends would do that. Right? So it would make sense that pro wrestlers would do that. However, the pinnacle in MJF or MJF in the pinnacle didn't really catch on because MJF eventually just was too much of a star, too much of an individual star to mesh mesh with FTR, Sean Spears, and Wardlow at the time. Obviously, we led to Wardlow getting over and all of that stuff. But even in the in the moment when it was the pinnacle versus inner circle, it was MJF and some guys versus the inner circle led by Chris Jericho. You know what I mean? And so I don't think they would necessarily run back a MJF faction versus another faction type of thing. Hope not. Sure. Yeah. I I would hope not. Now again, who knows, right? Things will, will fold out how they do, but I thought it was interesting how the firm or Stokely Hathaway said, okay, we're good. Ah, guess what? No, we're not. Actually, we're still helping them out. So I feel whenever this cash in happens, I think maybe we get a firm beatdown of the champion post match. MJF strolls out, gets the easy one, two, three victory. He's now your champion and then has the firm kind of in the shadows helping them when needed. So we'll see how that happens. I will say one thing though, MJF. I like you. I think your promos are entertaining. You're must-see TV. You're a generational talent. You're everything you say you are. You're the best. You touch Tony Schiavone mm. one more fucking time. Mm. And I said this on our Twitter, at Table Show. And I will personally give you a Kansas City cunt punt. Tony Schiavone is an angel. You do not touch him. You do not mess with him. You do not even put him down. Ask Adam Cole. Yeah. Kansas City cunt punts like a cheat code. There's no coming back. Yeah. Ask Adam Cole. He started putting down Tony Schiavone. Where's he been at? Where's he been at? Huh? Adam Cole? Out of there. Right? So, MJF, I'm just telling you, pal. Watch. Watch it. Okay? I get it. In the in the heat of the moment, Yuta hit you. You're in a little scuffle. Tony Schiavone's there. Things got out of control. Friendly fire. Friendly fire once. Now, you pushed him in the head after you hit him. And you're so MJF, so we'll say, all right, all right. Well, but I'm saying that's your that's that's the one. That's your strike three. Right. You're not getting three chances. That's your strike three. Do it again. You're out of here, pal. KCCP. KCCP. You're getting the KCCP. Okay. Okay, MJF. Oddly and I'll enough, do sounds it. like an STD. Well, look at MJF. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you had a Kansas City cunt punt, yeah, you'd have a disease down there. I don't know if it's sexually transmitted, but. Well, if anyone would have a disease on the AEW roster, I mean, look at MJF. So moving on, we then get backstage 
earlier in the day, Tony Schiavone is backstage with Jade Cargill and Cargill's like, who, who's this baddie that Diamante is talking about? And Diamante walks up and is like, oh, I got the original baddie. And Jade Cargill's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's goddamn Trina. Whoop, whoop, pull over that ass too fat. Whoop, whoop. Trina is going to be on Friday night Rampage, which they're recording right now, which is fine. Trina is going to be in the corner of Diamante. Now, the thing that I found the most interesting about this, Trina makes her way into the camera. Diamante could have just ran a mile away because no one even cared about her after that. It was legitimately like a Trina Jade Cargill stare down. Tim, Trina is in AEW. What do you think about this? I love it. Yeah, I mean, they've needed some help in the WW or excuse me, the AEW women's roster. We needed some star charisma, power. star power, and I think this helps tremendously. So. I'm looking forward to this. You think this is full-time long-term here? No, 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 no. It's a one-off. I think it's a one-off, which is great. What it feels and this like. is this is the point I was going to make. I, I kind of teased it to you before we started recording, but I want to get into it right now. This is what the difference is in my mind and why I prefer AEW over WWE. You had in this episode, Fabulous, DJ Woo Kid, Trina, an advertisement for Friday's show, which will see a performance and a match from Action Bronson. And in WWE, you get Machine Gun Kelly and Flow Rider. Like, do you see the fucking difference there? Like, I get it. There's if, real hip, if, and then there's right. paid and, but for if you're looking at numbers, hip. And that's what I'm saying. If you're looking at numbers, you're going to say, well, Flow Rider has, you know, five platinum records and all this shit. And you're going to say, just like when you say WWE and AEW, like WWE sells out Clash of the Castle and all this shit. But then you look at like what's fucking cool and what's not. And that's the example. Trina, and I don't Action Bronson, Fabulous, Flowrider, and Machine Gun Kelly. I don't get why it's a hard concept for people to understand either because it's never the cool thing to do what everybody else is doing. So if you're like, well, WWE sells out. You know, three times the amount of it. It's like, yeah. Therefore, it's not the cool thing, right? <laughs> like, it's not what's cool. It's just entertainment. It's the fucking Barnum and Bailey Circus. It's what I would say. Yes, I agree with that. But what I would say is, one company or decision maker is picking people who are authentic to what you're presenting. Hip hop you know, and all of that genre, right? That culture is more represented by Trina and fabulous and action Bronson and West side gun. than flow rider. Get what I'm saying? Like that's the thing that is so unauthentic about WWE is they're saying here's pro wrestling. It's, it's a uh, drew McIntyre with the sword. Cause he's Scottish. And you're like, that's not fucking anyone I know. And then you got AEW who has, you know, John Moxley and people that are like, I fucking met those people before. So with Trina, what what do you think we're gonna get? Like, oh, you know, I bet we, you we've we got get... a range of celebrities doing mm-hmm. stuff, right? But yeah. lately, the bar, even on the WWE side, has been set high. You've had your bad bunnies yes. and your Logan Pauls. We'll talk more about Logan Paul later, right? Um, and Pat McAfee. 
That bar has been raised. Shaq, though, on the AEW side, I think helped raise that bar a little. Oh, yeah. Talking about over-the-top athleticism. But But he he went through a table. Yes, knew how to make it a story and and didn't shy away from the physicality. So do you think we get that with Trina? I don't know much about. I don't. You know. I I think what we're going to get, just predicting, obviously I haven't read anything because we're recording while they're recording. I think we get Jade Cargill gets a win because the baddies help out. Trina gets in the ring. Jade Cargill tries to, you know, big sister her and kind of talk down to her. Trina smacks the taste out of her mouth. Jade Cargill rolls out of the ring. Trina's like, what's up, bitch? And probably that's it. I don't think we're going to get any real physicality out of Trina. Not to say she couldn't, because she'll beat your ass. Go ask Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy's seen it. But I don't think we're going to get a Shaquille O'Neal, Pat McAfee type of performance. One other thing I would like to say, though, I like Bad Bunny. I'm not in the Latino culture. I understand what he represents. So you can use that as the outlier. But more often than not, they're getting the Snookies, Kim Kardashians, and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, so yeah. whoever wants to say, like, but they got Bad Bunny right now, easy, okay? But I, anyhow, that I just closing the loop on that last point there. But with Trina, I think we're just going to get a moment. I think we're going to get a moment that might make kind of how uh, when Kevin Gates punched Tony Nese, and that was it. I think we're going to get something like that with Trina. Yeah, she hits her with something. Right. Something I don't think Jade Cargill loses though. She's not losing to Diamante. She better not. I don't think that that's the right better call. Not. I mean, who knows, right? Crazier things not. happen, but I don't think so. Now let's move on. Let's get back into the ring. We have another championship match because it was all championship matches. We have the AW All Atlantic Championship match. Champion Tupac, Pac, uh, taking on Orange Cassidy in another chapter. And one of the best rivalries in AEW history, if you really look at the whole story that they've told from start to finish. Uh, Tim, what did you think about, about this match? Fine. I mean, good match, right? Like these guys know their craft, know their spots, know mm-hmm. how the crowd is going to react to what they do. And they know how to meld their two styles together, which are distinct from each other. So it works really well. I just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was left wanting a little more. Maybe it's, maybe it was the title should have changed hands. Maybe it was, you know, I think that's what a lot of people thought is with yeah. the Tupac, right. Being yeah. the trios champion and the Atlantic championship or champion, you thought maybe Cassidy would win this match. I liked that with as many matches that we've seen in a W and all of the, slow kicks and Pac being pissed about orange Cassidy, not taking it serious. They still have things in their back pocket that they can bring out. That is entertaining. For example, Pac goes up to go hit his uh, finisher. Orange Cassidy just raises his feet up. It's like, Hey, come down, come down. But it's just little things like that, where it's still the same beat, right? We're still telling the same thing. One guy thinks this is kind of all fun and games. The other one, is a disgruntled asshole who's always serious, but we're doing it differently each time. A little it's different. How we do this part. podcast? It's like, exactly. Right. That's why I said, I, Tim. How many times have I told you I love Pac? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
Pot gets the win. Orange Cassidy loses. I thought, honestly, of all the title changes that happened, that was the one I would have done. Instead of maybe Chris Jericho, Claudio, I would have maybe saved that for a rematch, done that at a different time, and then had the championship change here. Because with Pac, you're forcing him now to tell two different stories. And for him, he's not a strong enough character like an MJF or a Danielson. Now, on one of those stories is the death triangle now he is kind of the leader of the death triangle here in the states because you know he speaks english um and we don't understand any other languages because we suck (laughs) now i think they went with they knew the acclaim were going over so there's your face pop right jericho's the shock and so sorry he's got to go over on one of these and i agree i i totally think you know, writing it down on paper, it makes sense. I just think moving forward, you're not creating any more interest in the Atlantic champion or the trios champion because he can't. And again, maybe prove me wrong, right? Maybe Pac does. Maybe can Pac can tell a story with Kip Sabian and then can do a thing with the best friends. But strong European title vibes coming with this All Atlantic championship, which is great. And I actually really enjoy the idea of, hey, at your local indie show, you might see Pac defend this championship. And for whoever knows what the fuck, he actually might lose it, right? Like that would be fun. If he came to Central States Wrestling, for example, here in Kansas City and took on Jeremy Wyatt, huh? Lost it to the pizza guy. Well, pizza guy, I think might actually get signed. I think he might be an AEW guy. But if Pac lost it to Jeremy Wyatt, for example, I wouldn't be shocked. Would you be shocked? We'd have him on the show next week. We can have Jeremy White. We should have Jeremy White on way more, but that's beside the point. I'm just saying he comes to your local show and defends the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. And then, and then also by doing that, you can then put that match on dark or elevation. If you're still going to keep that show, which again, my thoughts have already been told. But there you go. Now you're giving a local promotion that maybe is around your area some shine to an AW fan who may not know you. So I think this uh, All Atlantic Championship is actually really great for all parties involved. I just think Pac needs to do one or the other, even though it's fun to say Tupac. I think he just needs to do one or the other. Yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree. And also, I mean, Orange Cassie would have been another great person to go to all your indie shows. Orange you know what I mean? With this title would have been, been so great. The best friends hanging around. Oh. Yeah. Orange Cassidy again, comes to your local promotion and defends the Trans championship against the big heel involved with this all the fun stuff. All, all right. So stuff. after Pac retains, we get back into the ring and Tim it's right before the main event. So you know what that means. The women's match are (laughs) wrestling. It is the women's match because in Tony Khan's Excel spreadsheet, this is how it's formatted, and we got to keep that Excel spreadsheet going. It is an Excel spreadsheet, isn't it? It is. It feels very much. Maybe it's like a Google Drive spreadsheet. Well, either way, it has a lot of major based and vibes to it. That's a local reference. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Fuck there's that some guy. PowerPoints, aren't there? Yeah, there's some PowerPoints. 
and also some extracurricular activity if you know about major basin anyhow i don't like that guy fuck him he dumbass <laughs> that guy's such an idiot um but we have a four-way championship he is I, he sucks uh what a fraud anyhow we get the AEW interim world's championship match interim champion tony storm taking on challengers serena deeb athena and dr Britt baker b m d four-way match they didn't call it a fatal four-way which is again one of the things i hate in pro wrestling because no one has ever died stop calling it fatal not in a no fatal four-way dies. at least <clears throat> right but that's what i'm saying stop it stop saying that it never happened we don't want it to happen what was Be that better. match in mexico where the guy died throw oh, ray mysterio it. did it remember not did it yeah. but ray mysterio was in that, that match fatal four-way? I, I believe i don't know they probably wouldn't have called it a fatal four-way right they would have been more original than fatal yes. four-way because of the alliteration anyhow we get a lot of fun out of this as i told you earlier the pale princess returns but before she does Tony Storm gets the victory. What did you think of this match? The four-way, Serena Deeb working with Britt Baker, then fighting each other. What did you think of all this fun? The melee was great, right? I think we we love this characters. We love the the back and forth and, and kind of the – it's believable that anybody pulls down that win in that match, mm-hmm. I think. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I loved all of that. I think it's the – it's what we get to as the match fallout starts to happen. That really is kind of the, the head turner. Yeah. Now, before we got there, one thing that I liked is I did like the bumping into each other. I always find that interesting. That's why the Royal rumble is my favorite match probably of all time. Cause you get to see people in different pro wrestling stories, bump into each other and see how they interact, you know, things like that, or you can start stories from that event. So I always like it. So in this, I thought it was really interesting to see Britt Baker and Serena Deeb work together, but then fight each other. And then you saw Athena and Tony storm work together, but then fight each other. But then obviously you had the heels team up on the baby face and baby faces team up on the heel. So I just liked the whole interaction. I thought the match was really good, except Tim Athena. Shows off her strength. And she did. It was so impressive that I legitimately told my wife who was reading a book. I was like, hey, look at this. She's walking around with two women just draped over her, not in a good like power lifting position where, you know, when you get a squat, you make sure it's like directly across your. Yeah, they didn't set up uh, the perfect fireman's line. carry here. Exactly. These are women just draped on her and she's walking them around like they're, you know, sacks of potato. But she tries the move. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but it looked like it because I've seen it enough times. Obviously, looked to me that didn't really hit the move how she wanted and ends up breaking Britt Baker's nose, which if anyone has been hurt more in a women's match, I can't think of it. Britt Baker has ripped an ACL, broken nose, uh, broke another nose, broke a wrist. I mean, good both night. of her noses. I mean, yeah, pretty much. And so. The thing that irritated me the most is, okay, that's a very impressive feat, but it's kind of sketchy. You even know that going into the match, breaking kayfabe, you know, talking about how they were formatting the match. So why isn't that the finish? Get what I'm saying? Yeah. Stop. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. And the acclaimed and, and Swerve in Our Glory did this a little bit at All Out and at Grand Slam. Stop overbooking a match. 
when the cool spot happens, it can end the match. It doesn't have to be the That's finisher. what I think they did with the acclaimed. Where right, that's what I'm saying. It's right. like the cool spot was there, and then they had to go. Oh, but he also buckled his knee, and now we're gonna do the. It's like ah, oh, yeah. No, you just you hit uh, it, you know. And so if Athena wasn't Bucks gonna win, influence here. A lot, a lot. Yeah, that's very true. Great call out. That is very good. But again, if you weren't gonna have Athena win, I don't know what that spot really proved besides Athena strong, which was again very impressive. But in two weeks, yeah, no one's gonna remember. Looking at her. But no one's going to remember the spot. Yeah. But no one's going to, no one's going to make that call back and say like, remember that time it's except for she broke her nose. Sled pushes. Athena wins those 10 times out of nine. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe powerhouse ops. Well, pound for pound. Who knows? Maybe. Well, yeah, exactly. Pound for pound. Size doesn't equal strength. We know that. We all know that. Uh, But as mentioned, Tony storm, Retains her interim interim world championship. Then the heels are beating up all the baby faces. Uh, and then here comes Jamie Hader. And Jamie Hader runs out and she's like, Britt crowd, Baker. Crowd on their feet. Ready. Oh ready to be haters. Ready to and embrace then, the hate. And oh, embrace Hader's, the hate. H-A-Y-T. Come on. I know. Printing money on these shirts. Yeah, I know. I, I 100% agree with you. However, can I be a little bit of devil's advocate here? I think this was the right move. Mm. As much as I like Jamie Hayter and I like the embrace the hate and I'm a hater and all, all the fun stuff we can do. She has a lot of Wardlow vibes. She's not to quite me. ready yet. I know. Yeah. And so that's what sucks is when now, the crowd's ready, but, but the talent isn't quite ready yet. It's a weird marriage. Yeah. Right. And so I think if you would have did that and had Jamie Hayter turn babyface and do it, great pop. Two or three weeks, we're doing awesome. Probably by the next pay per view, Revolution, she's in a, you know, five way match for the world championship. Well, yeah. well yeah. listen, embrace the hate. I'm a hater. Where my haters at? Uh, all of that is available the moment she does the heel turn because it's her name, it's built in, right? You got to catch when the crowd's ready for it, but the crowds yes. may, they may not be ready for it in a few months, but then like two years down the road, if she's doing other things, you could build them back to that. Right. Like, so I don't think you're losing that. You just, if you, like you said, strike while the Aaron's hot on this one, it's Wardlow vibes. Right. So maybe it's a, Hey, let's see what happens again in a year or two as we're or six so, months or three or months, months like, or three months or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because I also thought it was a good That's swerve because we too. all thought I thought it was a good swerve because, again, the smart AEW fans, which I saw a tweet about this and I wanted to call it out. Jonathan Stone uh, said it on Twitter, the, the writer, not the uh, whatever guy, the WikiLeaks guy. Um, Edward Snowden. Oh, was it? Wasn't yeah. there, isn't there a Jonathan Stone, though? Well, I think it's it's Snowden and Snowden. Jonathan Snowden Jonathan. is the is the writer but in there another anyhow but that's that's uh beside yeah, the point edward snowden what, is the wiki right yeah but there's another anyhow it, it, beside the point what he said though was when you go to an aw show it's the best thing and we we can attest to that we went to all out we've been to the local shows when they come here it makes you want to say like this is my thing this makes me fall in love with pro wrestling i absolutely love it yeah 
you get on Twitter and you kind of want to beat up some AEW fans. And I liked going back to this whole uh, segment here. I like that all these AEW people that are like, I'm ready because I know that the, the baby face turn is going to happen. They well, said, nah, but all. then they give you something on top of that. You'll remember the don't you wish we got into baseball <laughs> uh, discussion. I think it's like we like wrestling wrestling fans we still haven't fully embraced yet we love you the spanish announce table fans uh <laughs> but it takes a certain this- kind of wrestling fan i think to be a spanish announce table fan yeah it's like i think it takes to like we like AEW, but love some AEW. aw fans where we're like man chill like calm yeah, down well, relax i even said this on our twitter at table show where i said isn't it fun to watch pro wrestling guess what's happening Guess what happens next? Be wrong, but then still enjoy pro wrestling, right? Isn't that fun? And I know I've been on here before and I'm like, oh man, I really wish they did this. But you know what I did the the next time it was on Wednesday night because they've told so many great stories. I watched again and I was okay with it and it was fine and everything was good. No, nothing so far has insulted my intelligence like WWE. That's why in the whole 401 episodes of this podcast, when I've got the most mad, it's because I've been personally feeling like I've been insulted by what I'm watching. They are legitimately looking at me, my me and saying, we think you're dumb. And this is what we're going to do. Dumb shit. I want to go back and find all the times that you've gotten mad. (laughs) I mean, every episode. Every episode. Every, yeah, but I mean, Every like, when have you gotten really mad? Oh, I've been mad sure at there's WWE. some that have been more than just you gotten something oh, about been, what you're watching. Yeah. But I get, I get what you're there's saying. There's been some dark ones. <laughs> yeah. But again, isn't it fun to just watch wrestling? And this example here, and go, Jamie Hader's probably going to turn babyface. Oh, shit. She's with Britt Baker. And then you're like, man, I don't know how I feel about that. And then, here you go. Pale Princess debuts in AEW. Soraya, a.k.a. Paige comes out so tim i've told you my thoughts i'm excited pale princess is back longtime listeners will know what that means but what do you think of soraya in AEW? this has i'm gonna say this this has cm punk vibes to me not because i think she's gonna be hard to work with and people Mm -hmm. aren't really gonna get behind her she's just stealing a spotlight i just feel like Soraya, then Paige, was a beneficiary of the moment. She was above average when everybody else was below average doing what she did, right? She came in and was I would say, better yeah. than most, right? I would say she was a B. If you're grading it, right. she was a B, and everyone else was like a D minus. Right. And then the whole like with the injury things and all and all that kind of stuff, I think you've built up this like what could have been. And I'm like, yeah, what could have been is Dolph Ziggler. And that's kind of how I feel. So I'm like, all right, cool. Right. This is an upgrade from some of what they have had on the AW women's roster. And and we also don't know. We don't know that she's gonna wrestle. We don't that's- know that she's gonna be an authority figure. What so that's where the excitement comes from is what does this mean? Mm-hmm. If it means I'm going for the AW title. Okay. Right. I'll be like, great. Yay. I I agree with some of the sentiment you said there. The thing I'm honestly the most nervous about is 
it worked for Edge. It's working for Brian Danielson. Sorry, my puppy's down here. Yeah. Uh, there he goes. He leaves. See you, Bernie. But it worked for Brian Danielson. It worked for Edge coming back from career ending neck injuries. My concern, being a pessimist, is that the law of averages would say one of these times it's not going to work. And I just don't want it to be in AEW or WWE or anyone really, to be honest with you. But yeah. do you understand? Like I have, I have some reservations about hey, don't get in the ring. You, she can cut a good promo, right? She does a really good job yeah, sure. uh, of a promo. Now the way she talked though, was this is my ring. This is my house and all of that, which would, and she was inviting all of the women like, come on, let's fight. You know, eventually the baby faces did just to do a little thing, but I think they thought they were off air. But she was doing the whole, like, come on, let's fight kind of thing. That makes me very nervous, just again, as playing the averages and being a natural pessimist. I think I'm just like, I don't, nothing, please don't have anything happen to her. Now, the reason I am also excited and where I do uh, understand your CM Punk uh, correlation is think of another woman who had a movie made about her life by The Rock. Fighting with my family. I know plenty of people who watch that movie who don't like pro wrestling oh, yeah. because Vince Vaughn was in it, or it was a movie by the my Rock. My wife loved Total Divas and hates wrestling. Right, exactly. So you say to a casual fan or someone who you know liked that movie and isn't watching AEW, hey, that girl that you watched in that movie is now in this promotion. And let me tell you, there's so much other cool stuff too on top of this. You might get those casual fans like you did with CM Punk. I don't think it's obviously going to be to the level of what CM Punk did with selling out the United Center and all of the buzz that it yeah, created. Listen, she had a great pop, but it wasn't the CM Punk returns to wrestling pop. Exactly. But what I'm saying is it can be that for the women's division, which then would hopefully allow them to have Tony Khan put them in a different spot than right before the main event. That's my hope is that we can get past, well, if it's not Britt Baker, then it goes right before the main event. You know, that's what I'm, that's, that's my, that's my hope for Soraya and AEW is it breeds life into a women's division that can need some star power. The other thing I would say, you mentioned her going after the um, AEW women's world champion championship. I think that's great. However, I think the best spot would be the first one to beat Jade Cargill. That's what I was going to say. So she gets the TNT title, but then that frees Jade Cargill to go like, I don't need that fucking bullshit title. Anyway. Right. And for, for Jade Cargill's first loss to be against Soraya or, you know, I'm okay. We're going to page, right. That's, that's like, of course. Right. I mean, yeah, duh. It's Ooh, right. Yeah, like she's a former women's champion part of the early part of a women's revolution. Like that would totally make sense that she would beat Jade Cargill. And like you said, then Jade Cargill. Yeah, exactly. No one loses in that situation. So I hope maybe that's where they go. All right. Now let's get into it. It is time for the main event. As Mark Henry says, I love it. And it is Blackpool combat club member, John Moxley taking on Blackpool combat club member, Brian Danielson with MJF in the rafters just watching with this chip in his hand this tim was ultra physical surprise to no one but 
good night. The chops, the kicks, the uppercuts, all of this stuff. What did you think of the main event? Just that, right? Violence, right? Just slapping each other around, right? Just putting the boots to each other and in wrestle, 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 right? I think it's it's what we expected. Um, these two, I think, do it well, right? It's not just look. I've got them in a in an arm bar, and then we transition to this move. It feels more real when these guys mm-hmm. do it, even though we know mm-hmm. again that it's it's not real. But it right. feels like you're watching a real fight unfold to some extent. So I I liked mm-hmm. it. Thought it was good. I was surprised by the ending. If I'm being honest, I really thought they were going to go Brian Danielson because. I mean, Moxley's technically had it twice. And on top of that, Moxley choked him out. It wasn't as if he got a schoolboy and surprise. Ha ha. Just got one over on you. It was a, no, I'm choking you out. Like, yeah, I'm superior. I've always thought that going to real fighting. Well, it could have been that moment. Uh, I've always thought that in, in like a fight, it's more satisfying to make someone submit than knock them out because in a knockout, the person can rationalize to themselves. Oh, well, shit, that was lucky, right? If, I, if my hand was just a quarter inch higher, he wouldn't have hit me in the temple. But when you are in a, in a triangle, in an arm bar, in a rear naked choke, and you actively say, like, I'm quitting or my body is done, there isn't no rationalizing that. You lost. Like, right. you lost. And so I thought the finish of it was actually more interesting than who won. I will agree with you. I thought Danielson would have won instead of Moxley for this reason alone. Let's say someone's a CM Punk fan after that whole debacle at all out the post fight news conference or whatever they're calling it scrum. And you go, man, fuck that. I just, I don't care about this champion thing. I'll, I'll see. I think you could win those people over who are the CM Punk hardcore fans. If you say, Hey, 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 I know you're trying to check out an AEW. Let me tell you something. Brian Danielson now is the champ. And you might go well, like, they might go, hmm, what's it? But when you tell them, hey, they gave the title back to John Moxley, they're like, of course they fucking did. This is bullshit. That's what they always do. It, not that it felt like a layup or, a, or the safe choice. It just felt like Danielson is the, the more interesting champion than Moxley a third time. Yes that right moxley is so much better that he'll have it a third time before danielson gets his first now the time difference that they've been there obviously is is significant uh, but right. just yeah i was a little surprised but i also don't don't hate it right i mean it's, it's john moxley it's believable Look, he's, he's yeah. their number one star at this point he is their number one <clears throat> aew guy mm-hmm. if you're saying like who is the AEW, you know, if we did this fictitious forbidden door concept and it was a triple threat between New Japan, WWE, and AEW. Who's taking on Roman Reigns? Yeah, it's John Moxley, right. right? You're doing, I don't know, in New Japan, Roman Reigns. And then it's like, who's your pick for AEW? It's John Moxley. So, again, I like that it's him as the champion. I just think... Between the two, I would have preferred Danielson. Now with MJF in the Raptors, obviously with this chip that he can continues to call it, John Moxley is your AEW champion. What is the fallout? What do you think we do 
with Moxley and MJF. They've already had one program. If you remember, that was when MJF 2020 was the thing and John Moxley couldn't use the paradigm shift, but he did it when the referee wasn't looking. How do we, how do you think we tell this story a second time around? Yeah, that's where I feel like I'm going to be let down. It, it feels like it's just what you said. We're just going to run it back a second time. Now, much newness. If any two people can say, "Hey, we've got to tell a story, or we've got to wrestle each other again," what's the story? We got to be something brand new. I have a lot of faith in John Moxley and MJF, especially MJF with his promos and John Moxley with his layout of a wrestling match. One other thing I thought was interesting is post match, William Regal goes into the ring. Brian Danielson regains consciousness. And is kind of looking around like, what the fuck just happened? Why are why you friends with this guy? Now, William Regal, I think, kind of kiboshed that whole sentiment from Brian Danielson saying, like, he won. Okay, he won. Like, that's what we're doing. But do you think Brian Danielson does any type of, I mean, he, he comes out of the heel tunnel. So do you think he does any type of thing I, to John Moxley? I feel like he should at this point. The Blackpool Combat Club has meant nothing to me. It really, we've gotten some good matches based on the idea that it existed, but it's not like I'm, what will happen to the Blackpool Combat Club next? I, I, the only thing I want to happen next is Brian Danielson is like, fuck these guys. <laughs> like, fuck them. And, and leans into like, no, I'm going to win this title. I didn't know I wanted it so bad till now. Fuck them. I like that. I like that. I still think there's, you know, to steal the catchphrase, I still think there's meat on the bone, especially when you use the John Moxley's Claudio's and Brian Danielson's with the Yudas, Garcia's Sammy Guevara, those type of talents, Darby Allen, I think could even use it just a little bit. I think there's a lot of fun things we can do with that old guard, new guard philosophy of wrestling, all of that jambalaya of stuff that we can do think we can still tell some really interesting stories obviously one of my favorite matches in AEW history is john moxley versus willard yuda when yuda finally wins right or no he lost i'm sorry he lost he got choked out but he bled on his face all that stuff um so i think there's something there i think though the thing that's missing for me is the weirdness of it is Danielson's a heel. He's telling us he's a heel because he comes out here, but then Yuta comes out from the baby face. And then Moxley's just a independent badass that just does his own thing, which then why are y'all to, I get it. The philosophy of wrestling, how we're going to tell wrestling is going to be in the future. But after that, once it's established, why would you be friends anymore? You know what I mean? So Yeah, I think Danielson should do something before he gets lost in the shuffle. That's my fear is, and you guys know I love him, but he almost becomes another hangman page where it's like, I love him. What is he doing? I don't know. He's kind of just hanging out. I just don't want him to be hanging out. I want him. And on top of that, I don't think he has that many years left. I don't think we're getting 10 years out of Danielson. So let's strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, you would think he'd get a title run here soon. You would hope. So that's the other concern I have is don't get them lost in the shuffle by not doing anything. And also 
you could replace him with another veteran. You could replace him with Samoa Joe. Put put Samoa Joe in the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson goes out. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, well, and I just, even with this match here at the end of it, so we get Blackpool Combat Club, Moxley wins, but MJF's been watching the whole time. But all he did was watch the whole time and smirk, right? And I know, like, I don't want to, I don't necessarily need to speed up the whole storyline, but it just felt unnecessary, right? Like, like I know he's watching. I know he's got the chip. He alluded to that earlier. Just felt, I think it was, yeah, I think it was more fun just to see, easy. like, it did feel a little easy, but I also felt like it was better to show him if he was not going to do anything than just have him be in the back and not do a thing either. It was yeah. a little bit more intriguing to see his reaction because when Moxley won, he didn't look too enthused. You know, he wasn't like, Oh great. That fucking loser's the champ. I'm going to beat his ass next week. He kind of looked like, Oh shit. This is going to be a long night when I face this motherfucker. So I like that. At least we've got some, some uh, nonverbal communication from MJF after the match where John Moxley becomes a yeah. champion. Yeah. Except so that was it. So th- that was grand slam. Obviously we've got rampage on Friday night. The match of the night I'm calling it right now is the tag team match between 2.0 and action Bronson and hook. Mm. That is going hook. to be the match of the night, but you also have the greatest wrestler in the world competing against Sammy Guevara. I'm obviously talking about Eddie Kingston. He's going to be in action. You also have uh Wardlow and Samoa Joe, you take in a tag match, taking on uh, smart marks, marks. Uh, and then you got so much other stuff. I can't even think of all this stuff. Oh, you got a battle Royal to win the golden ticket. Did you know about this? So the golden ticket is different than the casino, whatever chip. And this is why. And the so hemorrhoid the cas- pillow. I don't think it's a hemorrhoid pillow. It's, it's different from the golden hemorrhoid pillow. though. I think so. Because he kept on calling it a ticket, Tony Khan. That is ticket. so the the ticket is if you win, Tony Khan says you defend the t- you get a chance at the championship on this day. So it is mm. a you win, be ready in three weeks or be ready whenever. With uh, MJF's casino chip, that could be at any time. He could he could do it after the golden ticket person wins. That would be fun, right? John Moxley loses to the golden ticket guy. Golden ticket guy's like, I'm the champ. MJF comes in, like, fuck you, I'm the champ, and then just leaves. And we could do some fun stuff there. So that's the difference. The golden ticket is you get an opportunity at the championship, but it's when Tony Khan says, Oh, because here's what you do. Is, I do when I Orange do. Cassidy wins the golden ticket. Orange Cassidy then finds a way to win. The world title and some bizarre craziness. The whole crowd's going crazy. MJF comes out and he's like, nah. <laughs> Throws him around, steals the title, and everybody's booing him. And he's double burning him. And he's like, fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, so in the match that was announced, I think there may be some ministry people. Don't quote me on that part. But it is Hangman. It's Roosh. It's uh, John Silver from the Dark Order. Uh, you got some other... Uh, mid card people in there as well. One person that I'm, I'm interested in that I mentioned earlier that isn't doing anything. And I think he's healthy, but maybe I'm wrong is Adam Cole, baby. Maybe this is how we 
rejump start his career in AEW because he came in kind of like a wet fart where it was, hey, I'm Adam Cole and I'm second fiddle to Kenny Omega. And I'm always second fiddle because I lose to Orange Cassidy and then I lose to Hangman. And then my best friend Jay White kicks me in the dick. Hey, I'm cool. And maybe fucking not. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is how we restart it, you know? Yeah, or we don't. So I think there's something there. I think, I think, I think if you really want to tell the story of Tay Conti or Tay Mello that we're calling her now and Sammy Guevara. Like what is that? They keep back and forth. Like I don't back and forth between Tay Mello and Tay Conti. I don't know. In I the same know. match, Ex- Excalibur will go back and forth with that. I don't know what it means. I don't know. Tim. But this is what I do know. Whatever fucking story you're going to tell with those dorks, yeah, scratch it. Throw it to the side. Tell that same story with Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Mm. That is better. Yeah, way better. Way better. I don't need Sammy Guevara getting in his emotions, petting his cats, talking about how no one likes him, and then Tay, Conti, Mello, whatever she is, trying to say two cuss words that she learned from Rosetta Stone. Get that shit fucking Teach out of cuss here. Cuss words in the Rosetta stuff. Yeah, I bet. Great. It's good stuff. I, get the fucking, get the main event couple in pro wrestling, Britt Baker, Adam Cole. Let's get them together. That would re jumpstart, I think, both careers. Because yeah. not to say Britt Baker's is going nowhere, but what more can you do after the Jamie Hayter thing? I agree. Um, hey, AEW Dynamite was great. I like where most of these storylines are going. I think we have some tweaks. You know, we always do. Uh, we've got. Three WWE topics I want oh, to discuss. Man. Okay. So for anybody just tuning in for the first time, we've done this show for over nine years. We've talked a lot of WWE. Talked a lot of TNA. Talked a lot of WWE. And frankly, we were happy to get away from it when AW revealed itself to be good in our eyes. We were like, on hey, my great. birthday and on my birthday in Great. 2019, I fell in love with pro wrestling yep. again. Great. Love it. So WWE's a bit of a chore anymore for us to discuss. Now, things are changing, so we're told. So we'll discuss some of the things. All right. The White Rabbit is all anybody can talk about. Bray Wyatt is coming back, right? Like, it's the hugest swerve if it's not Bray Wyatt. With the QR code behind Austin Theory, there was another one in the crowd. Takes you to this video where, you know, he's saying lines that world, Bray Wyatt have said. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Bray Wyatt's coming back, which is, look, I think as far as a star power and a marketing gold mine, it's a no-brainer for WWE to say, let's get Bray Wyatt back on and let's put him in a prominent position. Can I throw a swerve at you? Yeah. I only know this because I saw a picture of it on Twitter. So I'm not a wrestling savant when it comes to this, what I'm about to tell you. However, in Lucha underground, there was a white rabbit. The white rabbit was old uh, clock guy. What's his name? Now I just forgot it. Who's with the scarlet carrying um, cross, carrying cross, carrying cross was the white rabbit in Lucha underground. I think it would be a big wet fart. If it turns out to be carrying cross, but what do you think if it's carrying cross? I think a wet fart. I don't really. The other thing about this QR code that it said is 923, which is 
tomorrow night we're recording this or excuse me uh friday night um we're recording this on the 21st so maybe we're getting this payoff this friday i again think that's a mistake because to me if you're doing all this stuff on monday night raw with the qr code you had the hand that turned out to be i think dexter loomis but still we thought oh was that uh bray Wyatt? we're doing all these fun things with you know uh little easter eggs man it's not gonna matter a year from now if it was on september 23rd or another day i just wait till it's fucking halloween and do the scary guys debut on halloween right <gasps> Ooh, or is this motherfucker hold on did they get you know, low ratings on a halloween raw that's the whole fucking reason you build it up, then people are yeah, gonna watch. Now if you gotta take your kids fucking trick or treating and shit, not that late though, right? Fucking late. Yeah, and wrestling fans have a lot of kids. Come on, do it in the last hour. Yeah, wrestling fans. Yeah. Don't have sex. Yeah, come on. <laughs> have you heard of MJF's promos? <laughs> fucking nerds. Dorks. But uh, another thought I just had that came to my mind. Tell me what you think about this. See how this uh, fits on you. What if it's the returning Alistair Black? He just got his release from AEW. We know sometimes in his contract, things can slip through the cracks and he can debut at the drop of a hat. What if it's Alistair Black doing the, you know, spooky gimmick himself? I've never been a Alistair Black guy. In in fairness to, to what we're saying, for anyone, again, new that's listening or watching, we're also not spooky fan wrestling fans. Kane, Undertaker, uh, Malachi Black, Alistair Black, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt had a little bit of a different vibe before he went into the so demon much shit thing. On Impact. Yeah, all the things on Impact. I think we were interested in Bray Wyatt when he was the swamp cult leader because that felt more yeah. realistic. Even than... early Fiend stuff when it was Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know psychopath psychopath but then when he started doing the yeah when before he then he started getting set on fire and then just coming back because of supernatural powers that shit get that out of here so for anyone that's listening that's yeah when he was just a crazy psychopath who acted like peewee herman but then was kind of like dexter if you will yeah um Mm -hmm. that was cool yeah so again just want to clarify for anyone who's like why do they fucking hate on all these guys we don't necessarily hate them it's just not our cup of tea right um so yeah i think it's gonna be uh old uh bray wyatt side note just completely a look at me louie kind of situation here that i just want to throw out there bray wyatt's daughter is on the same dance team as my niece how about that my brother in florida talks to bray wyatt so interview coming soon what once a month no no i'm not gonna do that hey listen i'll cash out bray wyatt some money to get on this well podcast. yeah if we're gonna pay him right? but <laughs> i'm saying i'm not gonna have my brother ask if you donate it, to our cash app we might be able to get bray wyatt on this show <laughs> spanish announce table there you go so anyhow um i'm positive and patient the other thing if we're talking out loud about all these spooky characters that i want to bring to your attention is let's just assume it's Bray Wyatt. Okay. Then you got Karrion Cross. Then you got Dexter Loomis. 
It seems like we're going to get Alistair Black because from all accounts, he wants to go back because Triple H is now a part of creative and he had a great run when Triple H was creative for NXT. That feels like a lot of Dolph Ziggler's faction. Put on a faction. I mean, gang warfare. I'm a big fan. And it's one spooky story and I don't have to watch the four spooky stories. We're going to get a lot of spooky stories with Triple H, aren't we? Spooky stories and Metallica as the theme song. That's what we're getting. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of leather. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're getting every puddle of mud and Metallica and Motorhead and um, who else is it? Pearl Jam. Sweat and wallet chains up in these Mm. WWE shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, I mean, that's not bad. It's better than what Vince was doing. Fuck that guy. Um. He sucks. And he's still the biggest shareholder in WWE. So maybe stop supporting shit people. Fuck that guy. Just saying. I'm also positive and patient about all the new things. I do like that we get a fight pit, for example, at Extreme Rules with uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins. I'm not doing the Seth freaking Rollins. That's stupid. Um, Because you're really just trying to say fuck and you're too much of a puss to say it. So get the fuck out of here. Um, But I like the fight pit. What do you think about the fight pit? Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins. Excited for that. More extras added on to what is just another match, right? Like, let's get some. Mm-hmm. Let's. I, the interesting thing here will be Seth Rollins in the fight pit for me, right? Yeah, because he can't do the sling blade right. or the frog splash. Right. We've seen Riddle like in the that. fight pit, and it makes sense if it's the character. We kind of know what he's going to do in there. Whatever okay. happened to that guy? I'm just throwing this at, at you. We didn't Thatcher. talk about this before. Yeah. He was released in the wave of fucking COVID releases, I think. He's fucking cool. I know. Let's get him That's back. That's the on. style of wrestling that good. I like. Him yeah. and Champa being a weird. Yes. Like, we might rape kill you. Well, team. honestly, if you think about it, Champa and Thatcher were kind of like the diet version of Blackpool Combat Club, where they said, like, this is how you fight people. You don't I mean, do all that other stuff. I, you know, kind of like that version better, if I'm being honest. Well, if I'm being honest, if Tony Khan's writing checks to every person that's out there on the independence team, let's fucking get Timothy Thatcher in Blackpool Very Combat Club. Very believable in that role. Very believable in that role. Another hey. bit of a gimmick that we're going to get, Triple H said on a podcast here, Survivor Series, that format is dead. And we're replacing it with war games. War games. Ah, oh, William Wrigley's not there anymore. Um, sure. So said it'll be more storyline driven and not this brand supremacy thing. You sure? I, this I year mean, for sure. I he, he thinks it's going to be more storyline driven. Yeah, we're going to yes. get the bloodline versus somebody, and we're going to get damage control and some people versus right. somebody. But then. 2024 next next year right yeah 2024 is it raw versus smackdown ew and then it's the same fucking thing that we're just doing with all the other shit i'm not saying that he'll do that i think he is more driven to be creative and tell his own stories with war games will be the same issue that there was with the survivor series matches is that it's gonna be brand supremacy if you have not built storylines specifically around it and to do so that means you have to have some sort of faction warfare and that's where your faction warfare will get old because if every year come november 
we just we, get we have people... to have three months of storylines beforehand of like a team of four suddenly running rampant and somebody's got to stop them yeah become formulaic you know many of people have said this we're not the first ones but gimmicks should be something you build to not something that's placed on a date and then we got to get there you don't you don't let the, yeah, the rabbit out sell, of the hat. money yeah. in the bank fucking money in the bank i get because like it's a thing you can hold for a year and play with well, that money in the bank is an opportunity for people right. to get that shot that you can always put any random people in and right yeah. but that but, one makes sense for a pay-per-view event right i can exactly. get that one right because it's a unique thing you can earn but, but even this, the hell in a cell yeah. where we're just rules. like we're guaranteeing you we're gonna have two hell in a cell matches what if there's not two feuds that deserve a yeah. blood feud like the hell in a cell same thing or here. extreme rules the, the next games. paper we get where where Liv morgan just challenged ronda rousey to a, an extreme rules match the thing about the war games too is by nature it's long mm-hmm. like the match doesn't start until all competitors have entered the ring and we're talking about eight mfers right like mm-hmm. and you gotta lot. have some talent for as much as you know the talent is in wwe look at all the talent in aew oh. and they've only done it twice and war games kind of like hell in a cell if you don't step it up a little bit if we don't get a little bloody if we don't get a little vicious people go what was the point we just wrapped a cage around a wrestling match yeah and you did a lion tamer or whatever yeah right. i agree and i think the biggest news story coming out of wwe this week is the announcement an eventual prophecy of me coming true here in Logan Paul is challenging Roman Reigns for a championship at Crown Jewel. And I mean, don't hate the player, hate the game when Logan Paul wins this title and is all over Sports Center, is on ESPN, is on USA Today, is mm-hmm. all over the YouTube with the wwe championship logan paul it's gonna wouldn't be shocked wouldn't be shocked two things of why i don't think it's gonna happen one i think triple h doesn't want to be his first splash a david arquette type of moment now i'm not saying david arquette is logan paul obviously two different caliber of athletes i'm saying that the first stamp of triple h creative process that would really hold the test of time I don't think he wants that to be. Yeah, but Logan you could even Paul do if if he worked it into somebody cost Roman that we weren't expecting, or some weird, bizarre story happened. It's the Bray Wyatt thing, mm-hmm. right? Like the Bray Wyatt and his weird flock suddenly cost Roman Reigns this thing. Logan Paul standing over here, like, huh, holy shit. USA yeah. Today, Sports Center, all that. And while Roman Reigns and all this and over there. So I I could kind of I think he could get by with that, right? I think he could do what you're saying. His first big splash be like Logan Paul wins the title. Oh, but really it was this story. And everybody goes, Oh my god, that awesome, story was man. great. And he goes, Yeah, but the media cares about yeah. fucking Logan Paul's weird looking ass over here. Possibly. I'm not saying anything's out of bounds. I think everything's in play for what this is. But let's just jump into kayfabe real quick. 
let's let's ignore all the business and the, mm. the, the story makes no fucking sense tim yeah oh i know he just said all i he... want a shot and they were like fuck you and triple h is like oh fuck him well you guys settle in the ring then right so why isn't every fucking week ricochet and walter and shinsuke nakamura just saying like roman i want to beat I you up. i want to beat you up i want to beat you up and then it's fucking dumb so i mean i think that's where like ricochet's like what the hell he goes to triple h and he's like i'm just using your example ricochet so what the hell you mm-hmm. give him give him a title shot and he's like well he asked like oh i had to do his ass be like well you didn't fucking ask did you and then he's like well fucking he's like yeah because you're scared you're a little you know what i mean like and ricochet's like well, man, fuck you and he's like yeah well fucking show me right yeah i agree but again it doesn't make fucking sense there's no and I'm not saying B-A-W and have rankings because even that's kind of getting thrown out the window. But all you have to do is just say his name three times like fucking Beetlejuice. Not, and well, and here's another thing. Here, here's the same thing they could do. Ricochet could say, you gave him the shot. And Triple H is like, yeah, that's right. And he's like, so all you have to do is ask? Be like, no, 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 no. Not all you have to do. All Logan Paul has to do is ask. You yeah. have to earn it. You suck. I mean, definitely, but then you're undercutting your talent. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're one, you know. Yeah, that's true. Then you're saying maybe a different way of that, right? But be like, hey, listen, let's let's set a precedent. Like, I mean, Logan Paul's a he's a bigger star than you are. It's like, sorry, you're a more experienced wrestler, but he's a bigger star. You're gonna have to up your game. I mean, it's not Ricochet. Maybe it's somebody who's primed to actually up their game and you're ready to like maybe it's austin theory or whomever right but like or maybe it's ricochet it's probably not but you know maybe but i i'm interested in this right like i i like these moments when we go hey the rest of the world might be watching and in this moment like when we had pat mcafee this is a guy who can go we saw it with the miz like he can do a wrestling match without fucking it up without tripping over his own two feet especially with somebody walking him through who knows what they're doing and at this point i feel like roman can do that of course of course yeah the match again is gonna be fine but like we've said a million times the moves don't matter yeah of course with pat mcafee i mean at least that was that was done better than this adam cole was on the podcast he kept getting tired that pat mcafee called him small so that pissed him off pat mcafee didn't didn't even get the showdown on the podcast they all left friendly and then he's like well he just left but I'll say it. I'm going to challenge. Oh, like, with Logan Paul. And yeah. Logan. Yeah. Yeah. Start shit on the podcast. Exactly. You do the whole interview. Up. And then the last thing is like, by the way, I think I could beat you. Be like, bitch, what? Right. Because again, isn't he the, the baby face in this? Yeah. Fucking baby. You're a coward. You can't even say it to his face. No one likes you. Yeah. No one. No one likes him. And this is again, another hallmark of WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't give a fuck. You're going to like it. No, we don't like that guy. We'd rather, if you're going to make him on our television, let us boo him. No, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get it. You, you, you're, you aren't in the business, okay? You you haven't paid your dues. You haven't got $25 in a hot dog uh, wrestling in a fucking gymnasium. This is a business. Fucking idiots. Like... <laughs> It's just force fed. That's all WWE does. Is this is what I've gotten you a do. hot dog at twenty five dollars in a gymnasium before? It's just not for wrestling, haven't we all? And what I've been saying since the start of the Triple H era, 
I think this first iteration of all these stories is going to be great. It's going to be fun. But with Dexter Loomis, Logan Paul, all of these, you know, carrying cross after he finishes with Dexter Loomis, or excuse me, with um, Drew McIntyre. What are you going to do after that? You didn't prove it in NXT because as soon as you're like, I ain't got nothing, then they went to Raw. They went to SmackDown. So then you could be like, oh, well, hey, Finn Balor's out of the way. So now we can tell Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Here they are. Isn't this great? And we go, yeah, there's no Samoa Joe in the way. There's no Finn Balor in the way. Because what would we have done if they stayed? Oh, they're burying Samoa Joe. Now he's going after the North American Championship. This is so stupid. Watch. Those fuckers are coming out ungrateful bitches just watch wrestling and enjoy it i think that's a good way for us to leave you until next week because (laughs) uh, we just want everybody until next week until we meet again to just watch wrestling the spanish announce table